Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off conversations with dead people and Sleeper. You're dusty because he's sleeping. Wait, how how do you sleep? Rover fan week? I don't know. <laughs> very still. <laughs> like I would uh, guess so <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> I mean, I guess if a dead person's sleeping. Wait, it for conversations... Buffy. Dead people. Yeah. Shouldn't this episode be us not talking to each other? I'm uncomfortable because now, like, the idea of us doing an episode that's like dead people are in the room. <laughs> I don't like it. No, no seance episodes. <laughs> we asked, you answered, and Mike has no idea. Hmm? It's a stacker surprise. <laughs> The first evil triggers Spike with the folk song Early One Morning. The song is beautiful and the lyrics are appropriate, but mm, I was thinking that maybe the first taste of music is a little dated. Mm. So I asked the stackers, what modern song would you choose to launch Spike's killing spree? Mm-hmm. Alina said Barbie Girl. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey Barbie, let's go murder. I'm picturing the harmonica guy going. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> oh, God. God. The harmonica only version of Barbie Girl. <laughs> Luke said Holiday Road. Uh, 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 holiday Road. Ah, it is the only thing that makes some vacation sequels watchable. It's like, oh, that song. Yay. <laughs> Dustin said Mbop would send me into a killing rage. Or maybe Baby by Justin Bieber. Oh. And hey, I looked up the lyrics to Umbop other than, mm-hmm. you know, Umbop. <laughs> uh, weirdly appropriate. You have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife. Then you turn your back and they're gone so fast. <laughs> weirdly appropriate. <laughs> Hanson, I think, might be the first controlled vampires. <laughs> I did not look up the lyrics to Baby. I just didn't. I'm I think not... it's just Baby, 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 O. Yeah, I'm not doing that to myself. No. You don't want that in your search history. <laughs> exactly. Megan said, maybe too on the nose, but still creepy, Pink Floyd's brain damage. Oh, okay. Uh, and some lyrics to that. The lunatic is in my head. You raise the blade. You make the change. You rearrange me till I'm sane. You lock the door and throw away the key. There's someone in my head. But it's not me. Very appropriate. And, uh, you know, definitely a song that works uh, as a as a spoken word poem. It doesn't sound creepy at all. Nope. <laughs> You're welcome. Jim said, white wedding. Billy Idol stole his look. Wouldn't that make you a murderous demon, too? And again, really appropriate lyrics. There's nothing fair in this world, girl. There's nothing safe in this world. There's nothing sure in this world. Nothing pure in this world. Look for something left in this world. Start again. I think Spike starts again a couple times. Uh, I think it's fair to say that he starts again. 
Yeah, I wasn't going to sing. Good job. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. Erica said, Sweet Things by The Pretty Reckless. Evil had knocking at my door. Oh. Evil making me its horror. I don't mind if you take what's yours, but give me mine. Mm. See, I would choose Happy Birthday. Because <laughs> you're guaranteed one slaughter a year. <laughs> so much trial death. Well, now it's public domain, so, you know, you can can kill anywhere. <laughs> well, you just want the uh, versatility, really. Yeah, that's really. all. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on conversations with dead people. So this is only the second episode to show the title card. Mm-hmm. And the, the, not only like the second, but the last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other one was Once More it, With Feeling. It, it's, it really, it should have been the first. So smugly taking a drink. <sighs> the way you stick out your chin when you're proud. You just mm. stick that chin out. So the episode starts with a music montage. Uh, Buffy's patrolling in a white sweater. It's a nice day for a white sweater. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spike is drinking. Mm-hmm. So Helmet hair is back. Helmet so hair is back. Watch out. He's got his soul, but he kept his, his alcoholism. Uh-oh. Well, I think plenty of people's souls deal with that. Fair. Uh, Willow is at the library, mm-hmm. being very Willow. And Dawn is home alone. I think they're all alone. What? Oh, because that's how the song ends. Alone. Yes. Good job. I really like the the end cut of this montage that mm-hmm. like you see the hand reaching out of the grave. Yep. Here we go. Cut to black. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great moment. Yep. And it's just like one of those. Uh, it's like a, a iconography of Buffy. Which yeah. I like. mm-hmm. Jonathan and Andrew. The duo. They're back. It's weird how much I hated them, mm-hmm. but like seeing them season seven, I get excited. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, Warren's not there for what? Well, fair. he's not there yet. <laughs> Tactically, he's never really there. <laughs> some antics. No. Um, Those are some antics. Uh-huh. Uh, so they've been in Mexico, which they did not enjoy. No. Um, <laughs> Andrew did not learn Spanish. No. Or what are they? What are those words they used? Uh, we don't speak Mexicanese. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I got the detail. Like you learned Klingon. Why can't you learn Spanish? And they translates. He translates from beneath you it devours to it eats you, starting with your bottom. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. He's so terrified by that. <laughs> I'm not going to eat your butt. <laughs> not my bottom <laughs> oh. oh there's a, a a scene in girls you would be terrified of john while she's home alone i like the note of like buffy left her mm-hmm. money and said like to get dinner don't yep. order pizza and you just see she, john's yeah. eating pizza because how would you not i mean pizza's delicious guys it's wonderful but it's, i just like the like the yeah. visual storytelling of like mm-hmm. we don't have to say her we don't have to hear her saying yeah. Forget you. I'll eat whatever I want. You just you see the note, and the next thing you know, she's eating pizza. Mm-hmm. And with anchovies, no less. Ugh. And then she spills the sauce on Buffy's white shirt. It's a nice day to spill pizza. 
<laughs> and I like that she's like, ah, she'll think it's blood. Yep. It's fine. It's probably true. I wish that in the next episode we did see her think that was blood on her white shirt. Um, we actually do in a later episode. We do. Oh, we do. Yes. Oh, I'm wonderful. Yes. When, Yay. We, when we see it, I'm sure you're okay. Those. Wonderful. Um, just look for a white shirt. <laughs> I'm not keeping track or anything. Nope. I'm not going to do that. Uh, a note I learned from the commentary that I enjoy is that um, uh, the anchovies was specifically put in by um, one of the writers because she wanted to uh, promote anchovies because a recent large pizza chain stopped carrying them as an option. Uh, and it's like, um, no, I think that's because everyone else agreed anchovies are bad. Anchovies, anchovies, you're so delicious. I love you more than all the other fishes. Such a dork. Yep. Huge, huge dork. Huge dork. I don't know anyone that sings when they're by themselves no, to be, an empty room. That's just a that lame... That would be crazy. The lame thing losers do. Mm-hmm. Willow at the library, and she's visited by Cassie. Yep. So Cassie died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we know so a, we- a weird visitor to get weird visitor to get uh cassie and willow never met yeah willow just saw her website mm-hmm. and her Big fan, school Big file fan. yeah remember when i said i didn't like the episode help because mm-hmm. i felt like it ruined a later episode yeah this is why okay I don't like the choice of using Cassie here. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially given all of the actors that you did bring back already this season yep. to show as the first, mm-hmm. I understand they couldn't get Amber Benson, and that's why they chose Cassie. The, mm-hmm. In an ideal world, this was supposed to be Tara. Yeah. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. I know that later on, she becomes Warren, and that becomes a thing. I don't know if having Warren here would ruin that, but wouldn't mm. that be effective as this person that she feels such guilt, but still anger towards yeah. is sitting here. Well, I, I get it. I I feel like for what the first is trying to do, it has to be somebody that seems friendly, which is weird that it's somebody she wouldn't know. So like, there's gotta be like somebody else. I'm sure they, they looked at other options, but again, I'm going to say it, go with Miss Calendar. Miss Calendar would have been great. That would have been a, a really cool. The mayor would have been kind of cool because his yeah. tone is always friendly mm-hmm. and kind of like giving advice. No. And if that's what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, who knows who else they, they looked at trying to get mm-hmm. and what schedules were like and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what the other options were. I know that they, they, they couldn't get Amber Benson and I totally understand that. It um, would kind of be a cool reveal to bring in. Seth Green, and this is how we find out he's oh. dead. Ooh, but the, yeah, yeah. I guess if you just rewrote a little bit of like not realizing that it's a dead person. Yeah. Ooh, that would be. Kind I of, mean, the scene would yeah. have to be completely rewritten with yeah. a different person. I just this bums me out because I feel like this scene has the potential to be. Mm. I mean, not just this specific scene, but this whole storyline no. from this episode has the potential to be really emotionally hard hitting, mm. and. Alison Hannigan, Hannigan does a great job with what she's got, mm-hmm. but it just it it's always weird to me that she's getting this news from a stranger and this message from a stranger that like this doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Of all the people that the first would choose to appear as, mm. why this? And that being said, I I do like her performance as well. She does an amazing no. job, and I get like. Especially, I'm, I'm sure they wanted to keep the tone of the scenes. They wanted it to be like a friendly presence and probably like a friendly female presence 
There's limited options there. Another one that I guess they could have gone maybe Joyce. Although I, I understand them not wanting to use the same person for any of the other mm-hmm. stories. Angel? Um, I know they couldn't get Angel. Nah, they, There's they no way Angel. they could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It doesn't ruin it for me, but it definitely is a little distracting. Like, I kind of get over it after, like, the first scene with it where it's just like, okay, fine, whatever. This I know this is the first from having watched the, the season. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just, you know, take it as a scene between uh, Willow and a a psychic medium that's actually not a psychic medium is is more how it plays. Yeah, I just, I mean, again, the idea of Jenny Calendar, you're absolutely right. That would have been great. And I just feel like, so the, Cassie shows up with a message from Tara from the afterlife and says, she can't come here because of what you did, mm-hmm. but I have a message for you. I should be heartbroken when Willow is crying and, you know, yeah. thinks that she's talking through this person to Tara. Mm-hmm. I'm not emotionally invested because there is no relationship here. I feel like, yeah, if Jenny yeah. Calendar were there... Yeah, I'd be yeah, something emo- with a little more history. Mm-hmm. In the way that, like, to me, the most so th- the way this episode works is we get these four different storylines based on four different characters having mm-hmm. conversations with dead people. Whoa, whoa, what? And to me, the most powerful is Dawn talking to Joyce because mm-hmm. that is she is convinced that is her mother, yeah. and because of that connection. Mm-hmm. So Dawn has a phone call with Kit. Um, this is hilarious because they're ta- they think they're talking about the same TV show and they're on the wrong channel. That's great. Uh, some poltergeisty stuff starts happening. Gets real windy. Gets real windy. You got stacking chairs. Mm-hmm. Don uh, just destroys everything. Yeah, like, I, I understand, like, obviously something supernatural is going on, but she she leaps to destroy everything real quick. Yeah, very, thank you. Yeah. Yes, very fast. She's like, well, Fuck the TV, fuck the stereo, and fuck everything in this room. And it's like, um, you think, still don't have a job. I think you were just looking for an excuse to do this. Like, oh, there's supernatural stuff. I guess I have to. Are you going to pay up back for all that shit? And mm-hmm. uh, she hears mom's voice. Mm. Spooky. Uh, meanwhile, Buffy's vamp that she was supposed to stake is a former classmate mm-hmm. played by Jonathan Woodward. Yep. Why are you laughing? It's just it's just funny how he's had like every Jess Whedon show in almost the same role. I was about to say, yeah, yep. no, just you know, on Firefly he plays the former war buddy mm-hmm. in one of the best. The old episodes. army buddy in an episode that works with that. I it might be my yeah. favorite episode of mm-hmm. uh Firefly as well. Yeah. And on Angel, he's a lawyer dude, right? I wanna say he's the scientist. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when Willow sad, yep. Not okay. Willow, but the the Willow of Angel. No, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. when Fred. Yeah. Sad moment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Buffy does not remember this dude. <laughs> I just love our, our very odd communication. <laughs> Fred, sad moment. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because nope. it's too sad. What nope. happens to Fred, guys? Spoiler: <laughs> Something bad happens to Fred, guys. It's this dude named Fred, and I like him a lot. Yeah. He's a uh, 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 he's from a modern Stone Age family. <laughs> <laughs> So Buffy does not remember this former classmate. Now, I've been out of school longer than you. Have you had this happen? Um, Kind of. I'm not great with names. Same. So I've definitely had a- <laughs> I just confused Willow and Fred <laughs> on my own Buffy podcast. Uh, uh, big, good point there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you could sympathize where it's it's very seldom that I'm like, I have no idea who you are. It's like, oh, I remember all these things about you. 
What was your name? Hey, buddy. Hey, friendo. Well, and you're not on social media. I sometimes have the problem where like people um, change, women change their name to their married name on social media. And I can't remember their maiden name. Like, What was your name when we were in school? Mm. There was definitely one time when Chris and I went home for something and walked, we were walking out of a Barnes and Noble and ran into rando dude who was just, knew everything about me and i was like i have never seen this person before and his name was familiar but i still like to this day i'm like "Mm, i think you stole someone's identity because talented mr ripley i do not think that name matches that face wow it was very weird maybe there was like a like a face-off happened maybe he says hope scott said that you were gay (laughs) big surprise why did you refer to him like a library? Hope Scott. Hope. Scott Hope. What is wrong with me today? Scott Hope. Scott Hope said you were gay. Well, I think actually it would make more sense coming from Hope Scott. <laughs> they, she might have more of an insight there. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that Scott Hope is gay. Yeah. Oh no, not not Scott Hope of Faith, Hope, and Trick. I was so invested in their relationship. Nope. Uh, back to Dawn. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, <laughs> Real monsters, Mike! Holy shit! This moment mm-hmm. where Dawn is, she's kneeling down, oh. and Joyce appears behind her. And mm-hmm. I watched this so many times. There's no cut. Nope. There's no cut. Yeah. And they can't do a split screen because like the people are touching. Yeah. I don't think they can. Maybe they can. A mask. I don't know. I don't it's know magic. how film works. This is this yeah. I watched this so many times and it mm-hmm. every single time Joyce's body just appears behind Dawn. Mm-hmm. It oh your heart drops to your stomach and you jump out of your chair. Yeah. It's like, oh that image. That image. Yeah, it's uh it's a low blow. Like no. I literally like when this happened, like watching my computer and just out loud go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh, else on the on the plane turned around. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good thing I was alone. And they write it the whatever it is writes on the wall, and you know, mother's mm. milk is red today. Creepiest fucking shit. Thanks for the update. <laughs> wall blood. <laughs> Do you take daily stock of my mom's <laughs> boob water? <laughs> Down Jones up today. Also, mother's milk is blood. <laughs> Uh, back on the eights. So here's something that I'm I'm mm-hmm. honestly curious about, and maybe you have the answer. Yeah. All this stuff with Joyce, mm-hmm. there is physical stuff that is definitely happening in this room. Mm-hmm. Like the damage that is done to this room, not the stuff by Dawn with her stupid bat, yeah. but like the swirling wind and you know the blood on the wall. That stuff interacts with her physically. She gets yeah. cut. Is that the first? I know I don't ever get like a canonical explanation, but I'd be fine with it just being like the bringers doing some kind of like magic to basically haunt the house mm. to make way for the first to appear as Joyce. Cause I know they make a big deal later on about how the first can't make physical presence. But I, I also, on the other hand, I might be fine with it also just being that the first can do certain magic things. It just doesn't have a body. Gotcha. So it it doesn't really bother me thinking about if it's actually the first or if it's not the first, then what exactly is it? Is it like calling its demon buddy like, hey, Harry, could you come help? Mm-hmm. 
me uh, wants to go uh, Harriet the Spy over here. Well, because they share a name, Harry definitely wants to scare Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Sure. Just, obviously. Um, so I have a theory about this then. Mm-hmm. My theory is that the images of Joyce are, and like, the, you know, there's an image of a demon trying to mm-hmm. attack her. That stuff is the first, yeah. just trying to scare Dawn. The other physical stuff happening in the room, that is Joyce trying to warn Dawn. Ooh, okay. I could see that. Cause yeah, if it's, if, cause we know the first can obviously do the, the dead body, mm-hmm. can do the voice of a dead body. Sure. So yeah, that's interesting. And Dawn's trying to like warn her away, like this is, this is mm-hmm. bad stuff. Don't yeah. listen to this imposter. Mm, okay. And then maybe like, when she does the the casting out, that works not the way she wants and actually yes. casts out Joyce. Right. Ooh, I like that read. Okay. I like that read. Cool. I'm proud of it. Yeah. So Jonathan and Andrew, uh, Mission Impossible into the high school. Dun, 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 dun. Dork, and- dork, 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 <laughs> dork, 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 dork. And really just as tense and um, exciting mm-hmm. a scene, I think, as Mission Impossible. Their plan is to gather proof and show the Slayer and then become Scoobies. Well, I think there's something wrong with the uh, the mics. Check. Check, check. Check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check one. Check. Check. Check two. Check, check, check. 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 Uh, when they split up, war it appears to Andrew. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't like you, dude. Mm. Although I do like all the Star Wars reference they're making. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things like guys you you don't get it because like like Obi Wan would never like been hey just, just kill that dude yeah no they're not it's, they're not thinking about it in terms of like we're the Siths in this situation yeah, yeah. we are not the Jedi <laughs> no we are definitely the dark side Buffy has therapy with Holden mm-hmm. she's even using the headstone tomb thing as a therapy couch which is a nice touch. They're talking about relationships. The, um, uh, she tells him about being a vampire. How do you feel about this storyline? Holden and Buffy in the therapy session. Because he, you remember, he's, he's taking a psych 101 class. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like it because it's, it's a slightly heightened, you know, obviously, uh, Buffy version of that thing of you, there's some things you can only say to strangers. So I kind of like it from that respect of just being like there's certain things that i think buffy needs to realize or kind of like process through that it'd be hard to just have like her have a conversation with willow or xander or dawn and kind of get to this place but it makes a lot more sense just coming from like a conversation where she just kind of opens up to a stranger Mm -hmm. so i i kind of like it for that i gotcha and i like i like um uh, holden i like I like his his character. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm evil, but also like really friendly. Yeah, I do like his character. I see what you're saying about, I, I totally get the opening up to strangers. It mm-hmm. still feels, feels weird to me, though. The scene always feels like, why are you still talking to him? It's mm-hmm. weird. It's weird that she doesn't like, I don't, it, this scene to me does not feel like in character. I don't feel mm-hmm. like Buffy would have this conversation about her psychological needs and impulses with this person that she doesn't remember him existing nor did Mm. she ask for his help he just like when she lashes out that i believe that's Mm. in character that's what how buffy reacts when you talk to her that way Mm. it just it doesn't 
In the same way that to me, Cassie's not acting in character as Cassie because why does Cassie give a shit about Willow? I get mm. it's the first. I'm just yeah. saying. Willow acts in character responding to Tara. Dawn acts in character responding to Joyce. To me, this does not feel in character. Plus, huh. when you're giving me like, ultimately, this probably ends up being like 25 minutes of Buffy talking about feelings. Mm-hmm. I get a little bored with this stuff. Okay. I, I, I didn't have that issue. I thought it was kind of a fun, like, deconstruction of Buffy's past relationships. And I, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's the kind of thing where definitely Buffy didn't expect to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had asked her if, like, hey, would you just, like, open up to a random vampire some night? Like, no, obviously not. But I think it's just, she kind of needed, she kind of needed to get something off her chest. So I mm-hmm. kind of buy that. Like, if you just need to let something out, it'll sometimes come out with or in a way that you wouldn't expect. And that, and that I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But I see what you're saying. If, if it's not that, uh, engaging for you, the far-fetchedness, far-fetchedness of it, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, would be a little distracting. I will say that in the exact moment that I was like, he's a vampire and you're like crying in front of him. Wham! He backhand her. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. The show remembered. Mm-hmm. He like the, that. I at least he's like, evil. Yeah. yeah. The show remembered the same the same moment that I was like, you guys, that's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dawn, uh, there's growling. Could be the first strobe light. Could be the first no. Joyce on the couch. Could be the first yeah. Joyce attacked by a monster. It's just visual. This is yeah. all um, great. Yeah, I like this stuff. I think I think it's mm-hmm. um, really effective and really you know. creepy imagery. Like another another instance where the demon kind of crawling on Joyce. I got some some Twin Peaks uh, flashbacks. There. Yeah, yeah. And it's very. It's I don't know how to put this. I don't want Dawn to go through this. I don't wish yeah. bad things on her. But watching her respond the way she does mm-hmm. to this stuff of like get off my mother and I'm gonna do like yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, go Dawn. Yeah, that kind of like empowerment, which I think is is the appeal of a, a lot of well-done horror. Yeah. Where it's it's not like, ooh, I want to see people suffer and die. It's more like, I want to see somebody fight back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Andrew and Jonathan are searching the basement. The way that Warren points the way by just standing <laughs> like a fucking creeper in front of that door. <laughs> it's like... Buddy, you could have just said, like, over here. Yeah. We know that, that Jonathan can't hear you. Right? Jonathan yeah. can't hear or see you. Just be like, hey, Andrew, go through. No, you got to not only just stand there like the fucking end mm-hmm. of Blair Witch Project. Yep. Fucking creeper. He's, he's standing in a way where he's, like, kind of hunched over yeah. like a zombie. Oh, I hate it. I mm-hmm. hate it. it ugh, that's the creepiest thing he does. It's so simple. like, And, and that's scarier than a lot of... For some reason, it popped into my mind. A lot of things they try to do with either version of it, Stephen King's it, sure, where it just seems like they're they gild the lily a bit too much. It's like, no, you could just have a creepy looking figure standing somewhere, and that's <sighs> creepy enough. I'm like, I'm like shuddering, like, oh yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so this door that he's standing in front of is that the door that Buffy broke into in Lessons? Huh. The one that Ghosts were trying to keep her from, and she bust through and crazy spikes in there i think that that lines up cool yeah and it would make sense that he's there because that would be like yeah you know a, a source of power for the first and easier to kind of you know whoops a doodle his brain i like it so buffy's fighting holden uh i do like the like 
Oh my God. Well, not my God, because I defy him in all of his works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a great line. Yeah. And I, I do like how they make a uh, point of when Holden attacks her after she's crying, they kind of play it off as, you know, if this was a regular meetup between two people, that's the kind of reaction Buffy would have if he had tried to kiss her. Sure. Uh, the kind of like, it's a penis type <laughs> of uh, talk where it's like, are they, do they know what they're doing? Yeah, they know what they're doing. They. <laughs> so Cassie's message to Willow from Tara. So they have this heartbreaking moment where she explains that she's there from Tara and like, you know, she still sings. Do you remember when she sang to you on the bridge? And Willow, I mean, stop fucking making my Willow cry. Because when you make my Willow cry, I cry. She's under your spell. Allison Hannigan mm. is just, I mean. Yeah. Oh my God. She just, she, she breaks my heart in like such an expert way. Mm-hmm. But so Cassie's message to Willow ends up being, she says, you, I can't come there because of what you did, because no. of what you did to Warren. And she says that Willow can't use magic again, not ever, mm-hmm. or you will kill everybody. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Tara would say that. I don't think, t- I mean, well, Tara did say you have to give up magic. She mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, she didn't say like, yeah. do this or you'll kill everyone. She did say yeah. like, you're addicted. You have mm-hmm. to stop. This isn't good. And yeah. that's what was going on when Tara died. When yeah. Tara died, Willow was still in recovery. Recovery. Yeah. Thank you. That tracks, I think, the idea that Tara doesn't want you to do magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- oh, 36, 19, 27. Oh, that was my locker combo. Mm-hmm. I made sure to get Jonathan's locker combination. <laughs> I kept my high school locker lock for the longest time because our high school, mm-hmm. they had uh, master locks. Like they weren't attached to the locker. You could just take them yeah. home with you or whatever. I kept mine for the longest time and I, you know, it was my gym locker lock. And I, I love that mm-hmm. thing. Just kind of always being like, I've always had you. Uh, and I left it at the gym one day. <gasps> it's gone. No. I know. I had it for so long, you guys. Aww. I tried to lock it. So I would steal it. <laughs> right. Uh, so they are, they are digging up the seal, uh, under, uh, above the hellmouth, where the hellmouth yeah. exactly is. And Jonathan's talking about missing high school. And this is interesting to me because I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, I didn't love high school, but I do miss it. Yeah. I have never gotten to that point. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing, it's not that I would want to go back necessarily, but I would love to like just talk to, myself on the freshman day of high school as yeah. i am now and just be like uh no this is really gonna matter just yeah. have fun same same <laughs> like like you're you're the only things that you're going to regret are how worried you were about shit that doesn't matter exactly how much you let this shit get to you yeah. just don't let it get to you yeah when you didn't do that that's what that's the fun stuff you'll remember fondly yeah and also keep track of your pants <laughs> Who stole your? I don't know if anybody has any information (laughs) on my precious cargo pants. It was a different time, guys. I, in retrospect, maybe it was a blessing that they stole them. Cargo pants, never a good idea. But very useful with all the pockets. I guess I shouldn't say they're never good. If you're like a photographer out in the jungle or something, probably need all the pockets you can get. Yeah. If you're a construction worker, you can have all different types of screws and nails, and you can put different type in every pocket. Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. <laughs> uh, so Dawn's using magic to save her mother from mm-hmm. this um, unnamed demon. 
And this is where it gets very physical. She's trying yeah. to cast this thing out, and it pushes her, and it scratches her, breaks the windows, it creates a tornado in the living room. Um, this is definitely the action that helps play off the talkier scenes. Well, and it, it's kind of interesting, too, because even though I do like a lot of the imagery, I actually had a different problem in that a lot of the Dawn stuff is what feels a little boring to me oh. until the end when mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she talks to Joyce because I actually really liked all of the conversations. I um, liked Willow's. Buffy's was a little too, I don't know. I guess I guess Buffy's issues are interesting to me. But I understand not wanting to just like sit on a psychiatry session. Her issues are interesting, but it's, I don't, there's something about the way she discusses them with Holden. Mm-hmm. And like, I get really pissed off when he's like, you know, diagnoses her with a superior superiority complex mm-hmm. and then an inferiority complex about her superiority. And I just want to punch him in his stupid face. Yeah. You don't well, know I mean, her. She also, she does stake him. So sure. I mean, that's, she, I like and she that knows part. that's coming. So I feel like part of it is almost. Think of not really taking that much issue with him because she knows she's going to kill him. Yeah. Who's he going to tell? Yeah. Speaking of which, Buffy tells Holden about Spike. Mm-hmm. Or rather, about this guy. Yeah. Uh, says she doesn't feel like she deserved his love, so mm-hmm. she invited the pain. Um, and that she just, she feels guilty. She feels terrible yeah. about feeling like she's better than other people. Yeah. Which, I mean... It, that's, I mean, that's where the in, the inferiority complex about your superiority yeah. complex comes in. I'm just not terribly interested in it. What's going on with Spike? Uh, uh, Spike, I know him. <laughs> Wait, my notes say. <laughs> I know what they're supposed to say, but what they say is. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh, autocorrect. <laughs> Spike walking bar chicken. <laughs> <laughs> walking bar chicken? Yeah. <laughs> so I what that makes me think is like <laughs> a a scenario where Spike is dancing to tequila on top of a bar, but like a chicken, kind of peewee big adventure style. Yeah. And yeah. just <laughs> Oh, see, I picture Spike walking home, somebody in a giant chicken costume. Alternatively, I do kind of imagine him romantically walking home an actual chicken. (laughs) Just, here we go, bar chicken. Spike walking bar chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my stomach hurts, you guys. Oh. Try Spike's famous walking bar chicken. (laughs) My God. (laughs) We, We get our ad for the week. Yep. Um, you know, Spike is walking a chick from the bar home. Not a chicken. Not a chick. He could be quite chicken. I don't know. Although she go does go home with a random guy. It's pretty brave. Yeah. Uh, and he bites her. Yeah. Big reveal. He shouldn't be doing that, you guys. He has he a soul. Be able to do that. And a chip. There, are, there is a double safety protocol mm-hmm. here. That lots is- of stuff in his head. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, John finishes her spell. It ends with a demon screaming, blood everywhere. Mm. This living room is wrecked. Just just wall it off, you guys. Yeah. Don't go in the living room anymore. It's uh, it's too bad Xander is into this episode. He could have just come in <laughs> at the very end, looked at the living room, just go, oh. Ew. You know, that's how he reacts to it. Yeah. He gets way too into sweet contracty goodness. I still think his residual um, crush on Buffy, he's not charging her for shit. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of hit some rough times. That's he's fair. like not divorced, but as close as you can get to divorce without being divorced. Mm. Living with Spike now. Oh, yeah. He's going to pay for all of Spike's blood, probably. Probably. Oh, he doesn't eat it anymore because he's feeding off of people now. Oh, so he's... There you go. Saving money cheap. that way. He's just trying to be a responsible roommate. <laughs> That's all. Joyce appears to Don and mm. says, Buffy won't be there for you. I don't think Joyce would say that. Which is a really, so that's a really creepy statement and really mm-hmm. like, oh, that's terrible. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, and I really, I really like this moment because first off, Joyce looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Old two times back looking smoking hot. Uh, I think now you could just call her three times. What did you do when you watched this episode? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and, and like, what a great dun dun, like what is going to happen with this? Like, mm. Is that true? Is yeah. is Buffy going to betray Dawn? Or is this the first planting seeds of doubt in Dawn yeah. so that later on when they need to be together, Dawn's going to reject Buffy mm-hmm. and be, be paranoid? What's going to happen? This never comes up again. I I will say it. it's uh, hinted at the next episode in a way I like. And when we get there... Yes, it is, but still, I feel like I still need this, especially because in the next episode, Dawn is still doubting Mm -hmm. that this was the first, or this was the same thing everyone else got. She still thinks this was mom. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, I want to see at some point her taking this advice from Joyce and screwing over Buffy. Well, I guess you could say it's just the, the, that seed is when she does doubt Buffy later in the season, even though it's not a, a directly addressed, it's still from that initial sowing of doubt from the first, just kind of. This is when Dawn kicks her in. out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like that might be just a, a way to break up the relationship a little bit in a subtle way, not necessarily as as grand as you know trying to get Willow to kill herself, mm-hmm. but. Trying to find a way to just sow dissension among the ranks. I, I, and I think that's great. I wish if the moment that this was creating is the moment in which mm-hmm. Dawn kicks Buffy out of her own house, I wish, wish they had called back to this at yeah. some point. So we knew like connected the dots. It's, this is the first doing this, the mm-hmm. first sowed the seeds that led to Buffy getting kicked out of her own house. Uh, Willow in the library says, what if I can't stop? With the magic, mm. what if I go dark again? Uh, I'm not strong enough. And she she says Giles told me I can't give up magic; that that's too yeah. dangerous, and I don't I don't want to go dark again. And Cassie says that the solution to that is to kill yourself. Great message for the kids. Wonderful. She says you, if you did that, you could see Tara, you could be with her, and then everyone else would be safe from you. Mm. Uh, and the oh, the creepy way she goes. It's not that bad. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Mm-hmm. And I love I love Willow's reaction here yeah. because like at first she's just I think hurt and shocked by the mm-hmm. suggestion and then the just the look on her face yeah. that immediately just like this you're not bringing a message from Tara. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. I just I love that, that confidence. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me a lot of and of course the stakes are a lot higher. But that moment where she's having the conversation with Parker way mm, back in, yes. in college where it's just, 
how dumb do you think I am? It's yeah. that kind of just like Willow standing up for herself in a conversation where you think she's totally on the back foot, just taking the lead is, is really great to see. Love it. Willow doesn't fall for it. Cassie gives a very, very creepy and effective speech. Mm-hmm. Just this is, I don't even remember what she says, but yeah. the way she, this actually does a great job yeah. of immediately going to like, the way I'm saying this is very evil and creepy. And you're like, fuck this thing. It kind of made me wish that they had just, and I think it might've actually justified more why this was uh, the person that Willow saw. I kind of wish she was just the first. And most of the times where it's not like impersonating somebody else specifically, mm-hmm. like just, have her be this actress who's like a good actress who otherwise isn't being used. I'd rather have like that than the just the default setting for the yeah, first. The default first yeah. is just this actress. And, and then it kind of makes a little bit more sense that this is just a body. The first prefers to inhabit. And that's why she saw Willow. And then it gives a better enemy in my book than how it just became. The default was Buffy. Yeah. Which just always felt kind of lame to me. Like there are times when that works. When you're specifically using it to try to get people mad at Buffy or mm-hmm. make Buffy look bad. Yeah, or to, to mess with Buffy in some way. But at other times, I I just feel like it would be stronger to be an entirely different uh, actor of some kind. And mm-hmm. I feel like this would have been a good one. She does That's a great job here. Yeah. So. And again, like you said, it would make her, them using her in this episode not seem as weird. Not as obviously like, oh, this was supposed to be somebody else. Yeah, we couldn't get Tara. Yeah. Uh, Willow says, from beneath you it devours. I love the line, not it, me. me. And the way she eats her own face and body. Well, it starts off as a good effect, then gets it a gets little... really... It starts to look a, a little bit... Uh, Langoliers. Re- Langoliers is a good way to put it, <laughs> or um, the real Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> it's like, mm, okay, that uh, Yeah, that when it first starts, and, like, she dips her head back, and yeah. her mouth gets too wide, and you're like, yeah. fuck this thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when it becomes a Langolier... Yeah. It's, it's... They're all... Uh, season four or season seven so fucking cheap. Everything's just the well, stupid CGI, and it looks... It looks too pretty. Like cartoon, the reason a cartoon doesn't smooth. look real is because it's all, it's a smooth. It's a blob that's a perfect shape. This circle is mm-hmm. your head and the, yeah. the heads aren't circles. This is too, no. there's no one, per, ugh, no, I, I don't like it. And then Andrew stabs Jonathan. And this is the first, this watching is the first time I realized right bef- right when Andrew stabs Jonathan, right mm-hmm. before he dies, he looks over andrew's shoulder and sees warren such a dick move first right that, like what such the, a dick move fuck like you, dude. i'm just gonna freak you out for no goddamn reason as i watch you die just to really like just as a twist in the knife yeah. is to be like fuck you <laughs> and I, I i know it's been said before but i do like the and it's a very joss whedon very buffy thing that just as jonathan's character reaches some kind of peace and completes their story arc He's brutally murdered. Oh, yeah, sure. Don't anyone ever, if you find yourself in the Whedonverse, stay miserable. Yeah. You'll live longer. Mm-hmm. Although you might get a uh, pretty decent screen time after you die. So That's it's not that bad. fair. Yeah. Uh, so Jonathan's blood on the seal mm-hmm. is my biggest season seven gripe. Yeah. It is the worst special effect. We see it more than once. That might be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But fuck this <laughs> they never seal. fixed it. Fuck this fucking seal. Yeah, it does look like, oh, let me, let me get stabbed and die and now fall into Doom 64. It's, it's fucking MS Paint. What yeah, the fuck? It's, it does not look great. 
And that's and it's especially weird because it's how could you not just like pour a liquid onto a a surface? I mean, I know that like working with stage blood is very expensive because of all the time spent. If you have to do more than one take and you're like, okay, well, now we have to clean all that up, get more blood, do it again. Nope. Everybody reset, clean all that blood off. It takes hours to do just one take. But like, how much blood do you really use? And I would be even, I would appreciate more if it was even just like a miniature composited in that would still look kind of fake, but at least it would look like an object was there and it wasn't just so fake. This looks like. Um, who from Roger Rabbit? Mm. Somebody drew a cartoon on top of real life. Real life, yeah. He just he he was murdered and then went into Toontown. Yes. Ugh, I hate it. Holden tells Buffy that Spike sired him. No. Two days ago, three days. We'll find out in the next episode. Uh, and Buffy stakes Holden. Well, I also like how when because it's another part where they're cross cutting a lot. I do like how it's not a big deal that she's she's spiking. Holden, because I, I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really care about this guy. It's just one of those moments where it makes the spike thing have that much higher of a weight, that much heavier, because this thing that you could e- easily d- done a little bit more to show, and now she's going to spike, uh, spike. Now she's going to stake the vampire. Mm-hmm. Is no, that's not what's important now. It's her realizing what's happened with Spike and dealing with that. Right. So I like that. So what do you think of the whole thing? Uh, the hold thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this episode. I know you're not a big fan. I'm getting that vibe. Uh, but I, I think a lot of it is just that I don't mind the graveyard stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually like it a bit. And I'm not as bugged. It is still – does feel like a missed opportunity. But I'm also not as bugged with the Azure Sky instead of any other returning cast member mm-hmm. talking to Willow. So I actually really like the episode. I like that it takes the risk of being a very unusually structured episode where it's basically mm-hmm. four intersecting vignettes where none of our characters talk to each other. Mm-hmm. I do miss Xander. And it is weird that there's only one episode without Xander. It just feels like he could just had a cameo at some point. Yeah. Give him uh, the week off. He took a vacation. Yeah. He needs a vacation. Uh, I mean, I understand it didn't really have a, have a place in the episode. It's just that kind of weird kind of ocd-ish tendency but no everyone has to be in the show every week there there's the three actors who are in every episode but this is the one where it's not the three actors that are in every episode but one Mm -hmm. that kind of thing but no i really like this episode while admitting it has flaws i think the fact that it goes for an interesting concept makes up for that to me so gotcha i know you think that i dislike this episode i don't okay i know like i i voiced my displeasure a lot but it's because i think this is a great idea i think this is a really cool idea i love the weird structure Mm -hmm. i i love these little vignettes the only reason i have gripes is because i feel like it could have been perfect Mm -hmm. like there are just a couple things that i feel like you could have made these changes and then this would have been like just home run knocked it out of the park i still think it's a good episode but i want it to especially emotionally i want it to really hit hard Mm -hmm. and i feel like the way you could have done that is if you can't get amber benson get someone else jenny calendar would have been perfect it would hold in same kind of maybe it would have worked better if it was somebody we recognized like big larry or Mm. 
you know, Principal Snyder. Like, it would be interesting to see somebody else. I guess at this point, because the audience doesn't know it's the first, that would really make it pretty obvious versus mm. this random person you went to high school with. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think it's almost there. So let me ask you, do you think Holden was sent by the first? No. Oh, okay. I, I I just I thought I might have just like misunderstood something you were saying there. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. No, I'm just trying to think of ways that I would be more emotionally invested in the okay. graveyard stuff. And they do I mean they do try to split up the, you know, psych one oh one stuff with mm-hmm. like an occasional fight. Yeah. And that's cool. Okay, I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsor. Do you feel a persistent sadness that you can't seem to escape? Do you no longer find joy in things that once made you happy? Are you having difficulty sleeping, eating, or interacting with your loved ones? At First Webster Holden Counseling Services, we want to help. Our counselors have attended the finest community college Psych 101 courses to help you find your way again. We at First Webster Holden Counseling Services use a variety of treatment methods to personalize therapy to your needs. From immersion therapy to family therapy and even hypnosis triggering, we're all about a hands-on approach to confronting your deepest fears and torments. Fight your inner demons with music therapy. Let the dulcet sounds of English folk songs lull you into a place of utter relaxation and servitude. Will unearth long-forgotten and suppressed memories to help you battle your own personal monsters and finally lay them to rest. If need be, our facilities include isolated rooms to comfort you as your system expels your addictions and withdrawal symptoms hammer away at your physical and mental strength. So call us at First Webster Holding Counseling Services. First in healing, first in the universe... How could you use a poor mate? Must stroll promenade hit on women? Make them uncomfortable? From beneath you, it creeps you out. It's time to put Conversations with Dead People back on the shelf and open the books on Sleeper. We start with the literal sleeper, Xander. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a to be continued from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Buffy's waking up Xander at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, to tell him all about, you know, Spike killing again. Meanwhile, Spike is burying a body. And the fact that he's humming mm-hmm. while he's doing it is the creepiest. You whistle while you work. I feel like anytime I want to creep someone out, I'm just going to smile at them and call and just calmly hum. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. That's very creepy. Um, but one of the creepiest things to do on Christmas time is just start singing uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, but only sing like the first phrase. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. <laughs> You better watch out. And just do it until like people back away. It is so creepy. That's awesome. I feel like you have like the makings of a horror movie there. <laughs> yeah. You better watch out. That's probably there were so many terrible Santa slashers in the eighties. Netflix well in the eighties, Netflix keeps oh, and- like making original Christmas movies to try to get all your money. Mm-hmm. And like 
every single time I sign into Netflix now, it's like, try this shitty Christmas movie. Like, no, 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 I'm good. Here's another shitty Christmas straight to video. No, I no. don't. Mm-mm. It, it's just like any Christmas phrase was probably a horror movie where a Santa dressed person was the killer at some point. Yes. Uh, so season seven, cheap as always, the stock footage. <laughs> London, England, 1992, apparently. What the fuck? This doesn't match our like cameras at all. No, and it, like all the ca- all the cars look older than they should. Yes, like it looks like early night. I mean, may- may- maybe I'm just a, not a great judge of English cars, but it does not look like current stock footage of London, England. Not at all. In the the uh, the new millennium, it very much looks like B roll from National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yep. And we we see some Brits in a house and mm. um they they're attacked. This is not as exciting as like random potential slayers being attacked and on the run because it's yeah. not an action. No, movie. it's not action and it's very clear like oh this is a set. Yeah. So we're going to have set stuff happen here and just seeing like some random old not old but like middle-aged mm-hmm. English guy getting stabbed is not as interesting as, you know, seeing, you know, uh, a young woman running away down the streets. supposed to, like, yeah, this stuffy guy in his house. Like, I don't know. Who, like, and the fact that there's no context, like, who is this? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do I care? Where it doesn't feel as a, like a mystery as so much as the show is being withholding. Exactly. And like with the girls running, like you're more concerned with them because, you know, they're young girls and they're yeah. being chased by like a horde of hooded dudes. Mm-hmm. She's clearly unmatched. Yeah. And this is just, yeah, a dude in the house. He's being robbed, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Got a lot of nice books, I guess. After her experience in the library, Willow rushes home where she finds a very distraught Joyce. Or excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a very distraught Joyce. I was dead. <laughs> a very distraught Don tells Willow about Joyce. <laughs> And everyone, you know, of course, thinks that we all saw dead people, so they're all connected. I understand why Dawn's like, but maybe mine's not, because no. Dawn's was very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, she wants it to be. Yeah. I don't blame her. Although, I do have to criticize some of her logic where, but she warned me, things were on their way. There's always things in the way. You live in Sunnydale on the Hellmouth. Sure. But if Dawn, Every year if, of your life, there's been things on the way. Sure. But if Joyce, wa- that means that if Joyce really did want to warn Dawn about something, mm-hmm. that would always be accurate. <laughs> but it's not, it's, it's a nothing <laughs> warning. It's like, hey, that thing that's going to kill you, you shouldn't let that happen. Yeah. yeah oh, cool. Thanks. I guess that, yeah. If I know what that is, I'll stop it. Thanks for telling me nothing. Speaking of not believing, Buffy does not believe that Spike could be doing this murdering stuff because, you know, the chip is a thing. Uh, Xander, not surprisingly, is more inclined to believe that Spike is dangerous because he always does. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says that he could be pretending to act like the chip is working to fool Buffy, which is actually a good argument. Yeah, and I also like that the Buffy even acknowledges like... I could be wrong on this. Right. Which is probably why she goes to Xander. Mm-hmm. I do remember when I saw this, when it was really on TV, like feeling that that was because we didn't know if he was originally going to um, Africa to get his soul or to have the chip removed. Mm-hmm. 
feeling this moment like, oh shit, did he really have the chip removed too? And he's been acting this whole time. Uh, Except the demon did say we've overturned your soul. Yeah. But anyways. Maybe he meant it metaphorically like the soul of your life murdering without a soul. <laughs> he's your favorite thing. Spike comes home. Uh, Buffy tries to gauge his response by dropping Holden's name, mm-hmm. which never works in movies. No. Because lying is a thing. Yeah. And especially he's already on the alert. Why are you here? Yeah. If if I had just murdered. So, and especially if that was the first one he had murdered, which as far as Buffy knows, she doesn't know how long it's been happening. It could have yeah. just been him. Sure. So, and if he knew the name, which is another possibility, a vampire doesn't always get a name first. Sure. Yeah. Also uh, good. So it's, yeah, it's not, I can see why she's doing it. Cause obviously if there was a big, like, Oh, uh, I obviously don't know who that is. Then she gets that information, but it's not, it's far from foolproof. Right. Um, and he, I like that he responds the way the spike always does with mm-hmm. empathy. No. You know, except when he's trying to rape you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> except for that one time. Except for that one time. Why? Why do we only talk about the times when he tries to rape you? <laughs> there were plenty of times when he didn't. Sure. And just immediately, he thinks Buffy's bringing it up because she's distraught over having to kill a former friend and mm. is trying to like talk to her about it. But also, Xander's right there, so this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so someone's got to keep an eye on Spike, but Xander's got a job. Hey, who's recently unemployed? <laughs> what a what a shitty rebound job. <laughs> so Anya comes over to babysit Spike. She's looking good. I like. Yeah. So she's also wearing a white shirt, but I like this one. It's got mm-hmm. like some black scroll lace on it, yeah. and I really I know you dig blonde Anya. Mm-hmm. I think blonde I like blonde yeah. i think i think i really like dark bob anya the best okay because she's going back to like this is the hair she had when we met her ish mm-hmm. she used to straighten it now it's yeah. curly i just I, th- I like this yeah i think it fits I, don't know, I, I think i i slightly prefer like something in the blonde to at times almost the strawberry range but i definitely prefer this over the straightened hair mm. straightened hair just i don't know it made it look too 90s i gotcha like yeah the third lead in any bad high school girls comedy wasn't she that person in jawbreaker with straightened hair was she in jawbreaker i'm trying to think no nope, that was julie darla benz. yeah yeah julie benz yeah i was trying to think who else <laughs> that was, was about to be really funny but no that is no. julie benz remember when we talked about how i'm bad with names <laughs> yeah that's sure right crystal <laughs> buffy gets home to the war zone in the living room mm does not have the proper reaction to that. I mean, it's been destroyed so many times. <laughs> like, uh, it must be Tuesday. Anya decides to investigate Spike's room while he sleeps. Mostly because I think she's bored. Like, she suggests yeah. this to Buffy. Like, well, did you guys go through his stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's just really bored. Yeah. And she always is a little noisy. N- noisy. She's always a little nosy. True. So. Yeah. Spike needs to invest in some pajamas. Uh, I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> I'm just saying, anytime we've seen him sleeping, he has proven to us he owns no sleeping clothes. <laughs> I mean, people sleep in the nude. Yeah. It's not, not that I do. <laughs> it's not his house. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like he's going to be sharing the sheets soon. Okay. Well, uh, anyways, we we get an eyeful. I think it's a, it's a funny detail to think about stuff that happens backstage. Mm. And I noticed that his covers were positioned in the exact way where they're just slow enough for you to tell that he's not wearing pants. Like if mm-hmm. they were any higher, maybe he's wearing pants under there. Yeah. 
And so I'm just imagining them strategically maneuvering mm-hmm. these and just like, oh, God, guys, yeah. just put pants on him. It's fine. <laughs> Props to James Marsters, though, by the way. Again, I was watching him very closely. Uh, not not because of that. But uh, um, <laughs> uh, mm. he's not breathing in this scene. Wow. That's, yeah. that's commitment. And just when I'm like, oh, did they just like superimpose an image of him behind there so you can't see mm. his chest rising? He turns over and I'm like, no, he literally was holding his breath that whole fucking time. That's nice because I don't mind it when it's scenes of vampires talking because I feel like it would almost be force of habit. Sure. Because when you're alive, you breathe all the time. Well, in the second she wakes up, he goes. <sighs> yeah. Like that. And that, I don't care. Fine. Yeah. And especially since when you're talking, you'd need the air for talking. But yeah, when you're asleep as a vampire, you wouldn't be breathing. Yeah. That is cool. I didn't really notice that. Good detail. Speaking of which, I like the line, um, like speaking of specific, I like the line, Anya, do be specific. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's not a phrase people say, but I wish it was. Just be be specific and tell me what you're doing here. Um, She says she's there for sex. Obviously. Obviously, which is in character for her, so Mm. I believe it. And I like that he immediately, he goes from suspicious to immediately like nervous as shit. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. I, sh- I, I really shouldn't. Oh dear. Yeah. Not the same person. I, I'm not, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to let you down easy, but I don't yeah. want to do that. Um, <laughs> she has a steak and what's with the steak? <laughs> kinky. <laughs> kinky. <laughs> just the way it's, it's not like she's ashamed of it, but it's just, you know, another bad lie in a series of bad And because lies she's she, crazy, it works. Yeah. yeah. So you believe yeah. it. <laughs> Um, and then when he turns her down, she's me. I understand. You think I'm fat, which I did. I yeah. believe that she's honestly like she she meant it all as a lie. But at the, she's honestly feels a little rejected when yeah. he puts her down. Yeah. Uh, so Spike leaves, and Anya calls Buffy to let mm-hmm. her know. She's reading a great Newsweek article about sex. Is that what it was about? I don't, that's the only other word besides Newsweek I could make out on the cover. Oh, I was looking so hard at that cover. Yeah. So you mean the cover that was on Spike? So you because you're trying to see his junk. <laughs> he wasn't breathing, you guys. It was very impressive. <laughs> that applies to his junk. <laughs> I know. That's why I was looking so hard. Okay. Buffy follows him to a super crowded street. Where is this? This is not Sunnydale. There's only one street in Sunnydale. And this is a different one. Yeah. The street doesn't all of a sudden turn into a mall. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it does. We've just never seen the other. This end. is the end of the of one street. <laughs> Um, I just want to take a note. I, I don't know if this is autocorrect, but I do have a note in my notes that I didn't notice. It's just, Buffy, why you like Spike Kill? <laughs> I don't know if I missed a word. Buffy, so just... <laughs> why you like Spike Kill? Why you like Spike Kill? Oh, because she's very happy and excited when he does eventually kill someone, but that's because it's the first. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That phrasing is still very odd. I don't know. Maybe I just... <laughs> why can we not write our notes about spike correctly this way? <laughs> we're so excited uh, about watching the episode we can't type and watch yep. at the same time so spike passes a harmonica player who starts playing early one morning <gasps> uh-uh. buffy trails him he meets some girl on the sidewalk and immediately starts whispering sweet nothings in her ear like moving fast dude yeah like i don't know what kind of signals anybody's given that you can immediately go into the and the only time like maybe if you're at a loud concert and you're like i can't hear you and they're like mm-hmm. only me leaning close so you yeah. can hear what i'm saying K- kudos to him for apparently being that charming because she's still into it yeah she is not put off at all by like wow you are in my personal space no. very fast mm-hmm. um there was a guy at at work when um i was working a show 
and I was in the theater mm-hmm. and some guy, <laughs> some guy came up to me and immediately he's like an old dude, like grandpa dude. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that saved him from a dick punch. Let me yeah. tell you immediately grabbed my neck, <laughs> grabbed me by the back of my neck and pulled me into him <sighs> and said, you know, where's the bathroom? And I like point to the stairs and then he pulls me in again by my neck and says, I have an incontinence issue. Well, thanks for bringing me right up close then. Thank you for that. I don't need to know what you're doing in the bathroom. Just take your hand off my neck. Just like a general in any kind of, if you're talking to somebody who works at a place, talking to somebody in the service industry, if you're asking a question of like, where is something or what's the policy on something? That's all you need to ask. Like, yeah, that's a fine. You don't need to explain yourself. We're, n- nobody's ever interested. It's only going to like make us creeped out when we find out more about your personal life and that you want to uh, share it. And don't whisper it into my ear. Yeah. <laughs> this is not sweet nothings. No. And also, don't, don't just grab people. Like, don't do that. Whether they're at work or not, don't just grab people. Sir, you have done everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a general note in life. Uh, so Dumb Chick, mm-hmm. it's our official name, Dumb Chick. Yeah. Some guy she just meets is pulling her to an alley. Like after he whispers, sees nothing in her ear. He puts his arm around her shoulder and like is pulling her. And she's trying to like talk to him and he's not responding he's no longer smiling or happy or cute he's being aggressive he is pulling on you and pulling you into a dark corner and you're like still flirting dummy like this you do not know this guy no and he don't need to be a vampire just fucking run yeah yeah even even setting rules aside which is never go into an alley sure uh real life rules if somebody's is flirty and then turns stone-faced and starts to drag you try to get away from just that drag fucking, oh no. just you know what no you know what? no it's fine darwinism let her go mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say fine daria no darwinism thin out the dumb ones let mm. her go yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a, a, a line cut for time here where Spike <laughs> pulls her in. It says, I haven't gotten this problem. Oh, <laughs> so, oh okay. Let me, come, uh, let me come help you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so Spike starts kissing on her neck because she hates waiting. <laughs> just I'm that's terrible. <laughs> you just I mean, wow. She's she's a little thirsty. <laughs> she is. It's been a while. It's been uh, a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy approaches calmly. Mm-hmm. I love his shock. Like he's kissing on her neck and yeah. he immediately meerkats. Like yep. He just pops up like, the fuck are you doing here? And his confusion and shock over her, like slowly walk up and smiling instead of being like, the fuck are you doing, bitch? Well, you know, there's another line cut for uh time here too. That's uh Spike says, Buffy, why you like Spike Kill? <laughs> Buffy, why you like Spike Kill? <laughs> <laughs> You should be walking bark chicken. 
<laughs> if it was just with, with chickens, it'd be a little weird, but like. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mike's a vegetarian, so he's not, you know, he doesn't I'm support not, that. But I'm not into it, but like, better chickens than. You're <laughs> not going to go to jail for chicken. Than w- weirdly uh, promiscuous line patrons. Just like, oh, stranger, well, let's go have sex in an alley. <laughs> you're, you're acting not at all suspicious. So she encourages him to bite her. Later, Buffy wakes up Spike and asks him, like, okay, so I lost you in the crowd. What the fuck happened? And he doesn't really have a clear memory. He remembers mm-hmm. talking to her. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember what after that. Mm, yeah. Pretty sketchy. Um, He says, you know, I can't. And she's like, right, because of your chip. And he says, not my chip, my soul. Mm-hmm. And this is a great moment where he talks about how, like, I did this for you. Yeah. Like, this is... this. I, you think that I would go all the way to Africa to get my soul for you, and then I would do that? Mm. And this is, he, oh, he's amazing. He does such a good job. He accuses her of being jelly, and he's peanut butter. So <laughs> um, I do love. I love this line: "The chip they did to me, the soul I chose." Yeah. Like, oh, that is a great point. No, it's just this is just a really solid scene. It's yeah. great. There's like counterpoints, so you could really see both sides. Mm-hmm. It's always so frustrating when there's an argument on a show where somebody is just clearly wrong and it's not an argument where the point is well this is somebody who's just stubborn it's just well the plot needs him to believe this but this seems legitimate like of course he would think i would remember if i was killing somebody yeah the taste of human blood yeah please i haven't had that you know Mm -hmm. in three years yeah but at the same time, he does not have a clear memory of how his nights have been ending. Yeah. Which That's- is also totally a legitimate reason for Buffy to be concerned. Yeah. For anybody. Like, even if you're yeah. not a vampire, I'm yeah. concerned if you don't remember how any of your nights are ending. Mm-hmm. So Buffy enlists the Scoobies to find evidence other than the word of a vampire. Prove me wrong. Prove mm-hmm. to me that he's not out biting people and that Holden's just, you know, a lying prick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Buffy, wearing a white sweater. It's a... Nice day for a white sweater. They find out there's no increase in neck trauma, uh, mm-hmm. but there are more missing people, which not a good sign. But I mean, the computer is a moron. The line Anya has. Oh, the computer's a moron. It's <laughs> really like that one. So they find they say, okay, so that means that Holden was right. He wasn't lying to you. Uh, Spike did sire him. So does that mean that Joyce was right? If Holden was not lying, was Joyce not lying? Mm-hmm. And there, there's a couple moments in the scene that I like how they're seeding Dawn's kind of doubt and her, the way she responds to certain things in the scene, I think are that kind of mm-hmm. nice, oh, the seedling's growing. I think it's later when they kind of just forget this they, I, I honestly think they just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Spike is starting to remember what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the bronze where we see Amy Manplane. Yay! Yay! On a previous episode, I yeah. think in season three, I mistook another singer for Amy Mann. Yeah. And one of our stackers called me out on it. Yeah. I cannot remember what that episode was or who, or who the, the other actual singer, singer was. was. Um, but that one. Amy- oh, that was Manny Aim. Of course. Yeah. Uh, no, this is really Amy Mann. Yeah. I remember after I saw this episode, I went and downloaded a bunch of Amy Mann because I'd yeah. never heard of her before mm-hmm. because she's not in sync. If you're not in sync. I don't know who you are. Yeah. Who are you? Um, my, my name is Mike. I, were you in sync? I don't think I, you were in I NSYNC. was not in okay. NSYNC. Um, we've been doing this podcast for a couple <laughs> years. Uh, Spike is asking around to see if anyone there remembers the girls. 
another very forward girl mm-hmm. comes up to him in the balcony. And I was, it's funny because I forgot about her. I didn't know what was going on. We just saw yeah. a very forward girl with him. And then we see mm. another one. I'm like, what is with the chicks in this episode? Is it, he wearing pheromones or something? Yeah, it's just like, I know he's an attractive man, but God, I've ne- even when I've, you know, been out in the wild and seen incredibly attractive people, it's not like other people are just like, well, let's now have sex immediately. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to the wrong clubs, but. <laughs> Clearly. Which is none. Uh, <laughs> so that, that could be part of it. But there's only one club in, in Sunnydale. So, uh, And at this point, it's funny because that's just what I think. Like, geez, she's, you know, going after him like she's a vampire. And then she fangs out. I'm like, ah. Oh. And they have a previous relationship. I might watch this show a lot when I can be like, mm, you're flirting the way vampires flirt. <laughs> uh, so Spike sired her. Mm-hmm. And now he has proof that, oh, I did kill you. Yeah. They start fighting and the music turns up. And this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a really good fight. Nice cross editing. Yeah. And I just, anytime you're like, just crank up the tunes, you're like, yeah. I And I like this song, but I don't like Amy Mann. <gasps> no, I mean, like, just in her performance, um, I realize she's lip syncing, obviously. Yeah. But like, the expression on her face is so blank and robotic. Mm. And it bothers me because like it's there's emotion in the song and there's emotion in the fight and like it's this really rocking song and she's like dead i i feel like that that's this made sound mean but that's just kind of amy man i feel like she mm-hmm. usually it has a very low-key expression even when she's singing more emotional stuff mm-hmm. and that's just like kind of how she is as a person yeah so i it, it didn't bother me uh spike stakes his chick with a bamboo decoration. Yeah. With, have never seen the bronze before, but yeah. fine. But uh, I think it's a cool weapon to kill somebody with. Yeah. The placement of it is a little convenient, but it took it's me a second cool. to be like, it's not wood, it's bamboo. Oh, wait, bamboo's wood. Boo. <laughs> Whoopsie. That's not wood, that's oak. <laughs> uh, her dusting makes Amy stop playing, but like for two seconds, and then they stand and then up everybody again. goes back in. It's like, yeah. yep, that's Sunnydale. Buffy asks the bouncer for help identifying Spike. Mm-hmm. And he refers to him as a Billy Idol wannabe. Well, actually. Uh, which is a cute moment. Mm-hmm. And he warns Buffy, you know, he leaves here every night with a different girl. I wouldn't get attached to that player. I have to say, I really like this bouncer. He seems like a legitimately nice guy. Not only that, he's a good actor. No, yeah. Like He's just very relaxed mm-hmm. in this role. Like, yeah. he's not trying too hard to be mm-hmm. like i'm currently acting like or, or even to be like oh well i'm playing a bouncer so i have to be big and tough like it's like no, i'm a big guy i'm a bouncer and i feel like the few times i've interacted in places where there's bouncers most of them it's either little guys who are trying to look big sure or big guys who are just relaxed it's like i i'm just doing my job yeah he's I, he's great yeah. he's watchable mm-hmm. is what he is like i just i was like can he be a new scooby i just i really like this bouncer Amy says backstage, man, I hate playing Vampire Town. Let's just ban on it. Which makes it like the only, uh, I read two interesting facts. It's the only um, bronze uh, band to explicitly know about vampires Mm -hmm. in Sunnydale. And the only musical guest that's like an established artist to have speaking lines. Yeah, because they've had like characters who were in a band. Sure. But it wasn't a real band. Dingo's Ain't My Baby is in a real band. 
It probably was after this, honestly. <laughs> Stackers, go, go, let us if we're wrong, but I'm sure they probably played a show at some point just for the hell of it. Even if, like, two of them couldn't play instruments. So Spike shows Buffy the basement. Uh, first evil Spike is not happy with real Spike. This no. was not the plan. And this is kind of a cool question of, like, how much of you being crazy was the first evil talking mm. to you and how much of it was guilt from your soul? The column A, column B? Yeah. And I think the reason that Spike hasn't been telling everyone, like, I see myself and I see dead people, to borrow a phrase, is because he just assumes this is what having a soul is. Or, like, specifically getting her soul back after having done all these things. Right. But, like, when he says, like, Angel never told me, Mm. he maybe he's talking about this stuff, that he thinks Angel probably went through this, too. Which, I mean, he did an amends, but that's not because the first was there. Yeah. If you want to be technical about it. Mm, Technically... Evil Spike sings the song early one morning, which makes real Spike attack Buffy. It's very jarring right after his very heartfelt, I would never hurt you speech. Yeah, to then immediately try to murder her. Yes. With his friends, the creepy basement vamps. Creepy basement vamps. They all come reaching out of the ground, which is mm-hmm. a great effect. And the first is in- encouraging Spike to bite her. Yeah. And so all the, I, I don't know how the creepy basement vamps are in on the, plan but they all hold her back so that spike can Mm -hmm. we think bite her but he ends up just licking the blood off her shoulder yeah so much grosser (laughs) would have preferred he just bite her uh but that backfires Mm -hmm. it jogs his memory of tasting human blood is a real dollhouse moment it's it really does it's just like oh human blood remember all those people i killed and just kind of you know jolts his brain back into working and so now the soul is working his guilt mojo and he mm-hmm. go, goes and cries in a corner, yeah. which gives Buffy the freedom to kill all the creepy basement vamps. Mm-hmm. Um, she even drags the old lady who owned the house out of her own grave to stake her. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. Just doing my job. <clears throat> the first is tormenting Spike, saying she's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this, that he yeah. holds open his coat or his shirt and says, just do it fast. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you f- could forget him opening up a shirt but i don't think it was a shirt i think he just opens his coat okay um but that's i mean yeah. how sad and touching that he's like welcoming it he's yeah. like okay but do it fast that he knows this is what you have to do i understand i don't blame you just this is all i ask yeah she gets the sense that he's not acting of his own free will mm-hmm. and talking to someone else um so she tosses the stake away God, the way he cries out, like, no, please, I need that. Like, yeah. oh, God, nobody, you don't want that thing. <sighs> and he says, I can't cry this soul out of me. It won't come. Uh, oh, the my poet. God. It's such a good line. Mm-hmm. Buffy connects whatever Spike is talking to, to the same visions that manipulated the girls in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So she fills in the Scoobies. And then we go back to England. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, remember that super random scene in the beginning? Yep. Uh, that was Giles's buddy. Mm-hmm. Red Redmonton. I'm sure. Uh, he tells Giles, gather them right before dying. And a bringer approaches with a huge fucking axe and takes a huge swing. <laughs> That's the sound effect yes. originally had. Uh, crawls behind him, takes a huge swing. And like not just like swings back, but swings down towards Giles's neck. And it cuts to black like right as the axe is about. To- yeah. He did not survive that. No. It's it's one of those rare times where I feel like Buffy kind of cheated. Yes, because there's nobody survived that. No. 
then there's there's no way that he dodged it. He's not Spider-Man. Yes. So what do you think of this one? Uh, I like this one a lot. I don't like it as much as Conversations because uh, it is a little bit more traditional. But a lot of really great performances. I like the story of it. This is the kind of stuff that I think works well with the first where the power isn't so much in like, and I got a bunch of minions as much mm-hmm. as I'm really good at manipulating mm-hmm. and finding weaknesses and exploiting them. And that's that's what's really creepy about it. The way the, the first is using Spike and then seeing what that does to Spike and then seeing how Buffy is is trying to be reasonable but still you know has this relationship with spike and cares about spike but absolutely still understands her duty at all times mm-hmm. so i yeah i really like it i think it's a solid episode i love this episode i really do i i love the triggering song mm-hmm. i love that detail there is just something perfect about that exact song too and i like mm-hmm. the fact that it's going to continue to be a problem in the next episode mm-hmm evil dangerous spike is always great like as much as i love all the different incarnations of spike i feel like he's bet he's the best when he's a villain and he's Mm -hmm. fucking scary so the idea that he's out there killing again Mm -hmm. is great um and him attacking buffy i i i really really like it and yeah i think the first is probably this is one of his most effective manipulations that he does and it's cool that it's not just whispering street nothing's in his ear but the trigger Mm -hmm. yeah i love this i think it's great so we uh we went to london and apparently back through time (laughs) so why don't we go international buffy tapaja vampirit ernie dragon das rein de fleisch canoe future rifle international little mad at germany this week oh because they didn't have an alternate title for Conversations with Dead People. Although, I guess I can't be surprised that Germany has it within their language, too. Those are all probably words that... Yeah, it's not a, like... And it seems like a concept I, I'm i not surprised Germany has, has thought of. Um, <laughs> uh, and then French, not even that 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 exciting. Um, conversations with Dead People. Connivances. What? kind of weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then for Sleeper, it does get better. For the French alternate title, it's It Started. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I I guess you could, that's a good episode title for anything. Sure. Things start usually. Uh, But then we do thankfully get a good title from Germany. And they kind of, they make up for dead people with their sleeper alternate title is Innocently Guilty. (laughs) I just imagine like they're, they're, still frame they'd show with it is trying to find something where it looks like Spike is putting a finger to his mouth like mmm <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week It's weird. With the episode of the title Conversation with Dead People, there's not that many great slays. Mm. I, I think you just have to go with the uh, the club vamp. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a really good fight scene. Yeah. It's not, you know, the the bamboo thing, whatever. It mm. What would be funny is because it's a it's a pretty wide circle yeah. is if, like, it went around her heart. Yeah. 
That'd be funny. But it's just the fight leading up to it is pretty mm-hmm. great. And the um, reaction after. Yeah, with the club and, you know, that kind of thing. The whole scene as a whole is pretty cool. Yeah. So what does our white shirt count for this week? Four? four? Three. Three. But, you know, so last week was six. This is three. She did have less costume changes this week. I think there's only one shirt that wasn't white. Are you counting the shirt that Dawn stains? Because that is Buffy's shirt and it's white. There you go. So it's four. There you go. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we hop on the school bus to the Big Apple and rescue a failing restaurant in Simply Irresistible. (laughs) On the Sunnydale Stacks.